Former Grand Railway stations, government office buildings, factories and even a prison are being transformed into luxury heritage hotels, preserving city's histories in the process. Belinda Jackson wrote a cover story for The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald travel magazine on the interesting places being repurposed into accommodation. If you enjoy going on vacation to somewhere different, there are some great examples right here in Victoria. Belle. Thanks so much for that, Graham. Yeah, it's not just a Victorian story, um, although we have, it, I've got to admit, it did have a little bit of weight because we do have some really great uh, examples of repurposed hotels here in Victoria, but it was also international as well. And we've seen some spectacular examples of buildings that would otherwise have been left to decay or would have been bought privately, but instead are now hotels which are open to the public. So in Sydney, we recently saw the old New South Wales Department of Education reopen as the five-star Capella Sydney. And then here in Melbourne, there's been a really dramatic, like incredibly dramatic turnaround for the Bluestone Pentridge Prison in Coburg, which now houses cafes, a brew house, restaurants, a hotel a hotel tower, and also the Interlude, which is a 19-room hotel that's set to open this winter. It's, so that um, hasn't it, opened yet? No, 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 no. Um, as you can imagine, uh, developing such a building, which, you know, which had no blueprints, developing that sort of thing for modern use and also modern um, building requirements has been, a, a, you know, is an, an incredible task. I've seen the footprint of the building. You know, interestingly, Pentridge was actually built by the prisoners who were being incarcerated there. So they were building their own prison. So you can imagine, you know, things, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful building, but, and, and made from blue stone but in terms of you know does it have uh um, you know stairwells does it you know does it have correct stairwells that are suitable for modern use does it have bathrooms that are suitable for modern use that um i think has been a real challenge for for the for the construction teams of which there have been many working on this property and and that's um you know, there's a lot of pain, but the gain that comes from these sorts of things, you know, from the, the repurposing of such buildings is that, that you know, we who would have ever gone into Pentridge? I don't think... I think you went in for a tour after it had closed, I, I, though. No, I you? went while it was operating, Bell. I went to a theatre production, maybe two, in B Division. And, um, you know, it was quite good. The prisoners were all well-behaved. No one got taken hostage, which was a good start. But no, they, they were some quite good actors in there. I think they might have practised before a judge, uh, some of them. But uh, I'm just thinking, you know, it would be hard to rework Pentridge. Lots of people have tried to drill into the Bluestone, but I mean, they've got to put plumbing and they've probably got to put electric wiring and all that to bring us our little charger for beside the bed in the hotel there, you know. Well, let me tell you, that what they had to do to put an, uh, a subterranean pool into it, which is, oh. which, yeah, which it's just astonishing what they've done. And that's the that sort of set the tone for um, for the rest of the story because I, I, I went around the world uh, partially, literally, hmm. finding hotels that, uh, you know, had a really fascinating backstory, um, you know, that, similar to Pentridge, such as St Pancras, which is now the St Pancras Renaissance Hotel in London, which is, you know, a beautiful, if you've ever been through London. I, I and I, Beautiful I, station. Mm. Yes, exactly. It was an incredible station built in central London in 1873. And uh, then it, it, uh, you know, it was transformed. It was left desolate for from the 1980s for years, and it wasn't until there was a really dramatic public campaign to stop the building from being demolished. And then, in uh, you know, and then um, it's been... 
had a $270 million overhaul. It's now a a beautiful, beautiful hotel. The staircase in it, I think, was in one of the Harry Potter movies. It's that gorgeous, wow. and um, and it's embedded. It is part of the it is part of the station. So you've really got that sense of, you know, the 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 golden era of train travel is still happening. But then I also. Um, you know, I went to Peru, where an old monastery became the very luxurious Belmond Hotel Monasterio, yeah. which I stayed at just before the pandemic as well. And uh, and you know, it's it's got that that austerity. Um, the rooms that you sleep in used to be the monks' cells, so incredibly thick walls. They've got one of the greatest collections of uh, religious and. Um, medieval art so you know you can take an art tour because that was the other side of this it's like yes you can whack lipstick on a pig to use one of your favorite expressions and say right i've tarted up this new hotel but what i was looking for were hotels that went deeper into that so that you know it it, they connect to the history of what the hotel used to be so in monasterio in peru in cusco which is the stepping stone up to you know up to the inca ruins uh, up to machu picchu thank you um you can take an art tour to explore the 18th century colonial religious art you know you can go into the they've still got a baroque chapel which it wouldn't hurt if you put sunglasses on in there there is so much gold it's just insane and that dates from 1650 and that's built into the hotel and um, other places that we went to was I, I had uh, in Seville uh, the old Jewish quarter, which dated from the 1200s, was a was a walled quarter that that um, where Jewish families were obliged uh, to you know to, to live. live and yeah. and um, so so these were houses that had just been built. Uh, it was so higgledy piggledy that the housing structure was, and then you know eventually at the in the late 1400s, you know when you, the Jews were obliged to either convert to Christianity or be expelled. Um, most of the names of that of the houses were lost, but um, when the quarter was populated then with Christians and the synagogues were replaced into becoming churches. So 27 houses were corralled together along with two palaces and all needed to Together to create a 134-room hotel, wow. and and it was opened in 1991. I stayed, and they literally give you a map when you enter the hotel to find your way to your room because you're going up stairwells, and some staircases are only open at certain times of the day. Um, down staircases in lifts through, you know, these incredible uh, patios, galleries. There are gardens. There's a, a subterranean spa. There's a pool on the rooftop, and you know, it's just such a fascinating way to to have an experience of staying mm. in a hotel that it, Is it really. Like a- whole lot of terraces clustered together yeah yeah it is okay. and 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 that every room is completely different and right. um and it's just it, it's absolutely beautiful what's and it i think called that, again what's the overarching it, it, name it the the hotel is called la casas de Hodoria in uh, seville so okay. the houses of of the jury in Seville, and it's and I just thought it was an absolutely brilliant one to include mm. in this list, which includes things like the Fullerton Hotel in Singapore, yeah. which was, of course, the the Post GPO. Office, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and um, and when you look at the amount of money that's been put into them, I mean, it, it cost over three hundred million dollars and took three years for the Fullerton to be repurposed from a, a GPO into into this luxury five-star hotel you know they the the singapore river was soaking into the foundations of it so they had to re three years for the fullerton to be repurposed from a, a gpo into the entire building to to get it up to um 
you know, to stop it from just sliding into the yeah, river. Yeah. And then, you know, there's, there's a couple of other, you know, we, I looked at what the original purpose of the, of the hotel, of the building was. The, um, the Nintendo factory in Japan mm-hmm. is now the Morifukuro in Kyoto. And, um, and so that's kept, uh, and that's really interesting because that's 1930s architecture, Japanese uh, architecture. And that property lay vacant from 1959 until until uh, 2022. So this is a really new hotel as well. Um, do you get your that, own game cartridge? I don't know that you do, actually, oh. because that one is so new that, um, uh, yeah, no, you, I don't know that whether you get a Donkey Kong <laughs> set is, or something. Um, is that architecture, is that that sort of very austere style of architecture? Sort of it minimalist is. but almost brutal? Yes, it okay. is. It is. And, it, and yeah, I mean, it, you know, the 1930s when it was built was, you know, an era. Oh, period. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, it has had a new wing put onto it, um, uh, which um, the Japanese architect uh, Tadao Ando um, had built. Right. So he, he added another wing onto it. So you've got very new and very old. I mean, he's, he's basically a Japanese national icon. So um, if you were going to get anybody to do that, then he would be the guy to bring in for this sort of work. Okay. But, I mean, interestingly, these were all private buildings. Even the New South Wales Department of Education, which is the Capella in Sydney, when I interviewed the architects who were working on this, they were saying they actually met people who'd worked in the building for all of those years when it was um, the Department of Education, and they never looked up. The, the building had been modified. It was actually built in two sections, over, over which were built separately over a decade and then kind of kind of squished together, and, and a lot of the... A lot of the original design was lost, and and the architects were telling me that they people it had always been very closed, and and no one had ever seen inside it. And so now they've created public spaces at the at the base of the hotel, so that Sydney siders and and all can still enjoy a really beautiful building. And then you know, as you're a guest, you go upstairs into it. Otherwise, otherwise they would have been lost. You know, mm. um, I, I took a quote from. Terry Fripp, who was one of the architects from Kerry Hill Architects, who um, who worked on the Como in the Treasury in Perth, and he said that heritage is the art of saving what is useful and beautiful, but also updating it for modern use. And I thought that was a really great way of talking about, as you say, the act of recycling, yeah. of reusing existing resources, and then giving them back to the public in forms such as hotel restaurants, bars, spas, event spaces, all of these things that we, the public, go into. Mm. Um, and, and wouldn't you rather see, you know, that glorious old facade on building on the, you know, on the cityscape rather than just something new? And, and, oh, we've you know, lost too many, you know. Melbourne um, has lost, and Sydney have both lost extraordinary yeah. amounts of, of them. I'm wondering, Bill, is there any hope for... Um, our dear old Flinders Street station. There's an awful lot of space there not being used in running trains. I can tell you right now. Uh, there's a ballroom area that I think's just been opened for some sort of an art exhibition. But yeah, I reckon that's that would right. turn into a hotel, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. Why not keep it as an art gallery? I mean, Roan, oh, the, um, the but yeah, there's the, a lot more well, to it than the art gallery. I think I may be that's wrong. That's right. Yeah, that's where Roan, the um, the Geelong-born uh, uh, Melbourne-based street artist, has been exhibiting, and and those 
exhibitions are packed out. Like you mm. cannot get a ticket. If you are a second late on it, and I've tried mm. to get a ticket in there, that's been very successful. I mean, I mean, those places have fabulous history. I did hear, what, was it that the the Russian um, in the in the fifty six Olympics, the Russian. Uh, team used to train up there the weights lifting team is what i heard what in you the know, ballroom yeah oh, yeah okay. it was, this is just this could be a vicious rumor but um oh, i don't know right. but i i don't think i don't think that flinders street is un, in any danger it's such an icon um and those icons have to be protected i mean if you look at um you know staying around melbourne the the equity buildings in little queen street which became the hilton um you know that's a 1931 italian gothic Facade. Yeah. Um, you know what was, was there before that, though? Before the equity chambers? Yeah. Well, no. The first synagogue in Melbourne. <gasps> You're right. And they yes. changed the name of Synagogue Lane to Little Queen Street because there are no little streets in that direction. They run in the other direction. Little yes, Flinders of course. Lane, Little Collins. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was something that when... Well, you and I probably toured that building around about the same time when it was about when it was opened or just about to and they've got some lovely history in there including some artifacts from the synagogue apparently but uh yeah there's some good examples of what's been done in melbourne and in other parts of the world like if you really want to stay in repurposed hotels there's a whole group in spain and portugal called paradors have you have you done any of those um, I've seen them, but I haven't stayed in them. I, um, they're, maybe they're too grand for my eyes. They wouldn't be, be five-star. Some might be four-star. I can think of one in Toledo, which sits up high on the hill with the most magnificent view of the walled city of Toledo. Uh, of course, a, a big centre of, uh, of the triple... Uh, well, the... the the religions that were living with each other at the time, Catholicism, mm. Judaism, and, and of course, uh, Islam. Um, if you go down into the city, you see they're cheek by jowl together now, and there's a set of Catholic nuns running an old synagogue. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, an interesting place. And right across Spain and into Portugal, I've got a feeling Franco, uh, General Franco, may have commandeered some of these houses, former town halls, um, monasteries so and they're sort of three to four star you take your own bags to your room that's is that a good starting point to know what <laughs> level is? Uh, I can I can cope with that too I, I that's where I find myself all of the time um, yeah I, I um I think there's a couple also in um, uh, I, I've seen the one in Rhonda is uh, yeah, in, in my travels my at, when, you know yeah, which is one there. of the most beautiful you've stayed in Rhonda have you in yeah that I stayed hotel? there it overlooks the chasm where if you did the wrong thing you got thrown over it's about I don't know be at least a hundred feet deep yeah um, see I was in my backpacking stage at at that point so well, I was I on my uh, Hemingway <laughs> trail I'm a bit of a Hemingway fan so I've I followed him I haven't been to Cuba but I've been to most of the other parts of the world where Hemingway was and uh, I just found it, I'm interested in the guy and in, uh, you know, the complex characters that uh, comprised him or he, or he lived with and in, um, all of his wives and, you know, uh, interesting. But so if people want to read your story, Bill, where can it be found? Uh, um, is it still online, do you think, at Fairfax? Uh, not Fairfax anymore. It's Nine Media. Sorry, sorry, um, Nine yes, Media. You, I'm an old yeah. guy, remember? 
Yeah. Yeah. You can find them on the Traveller website, which is traveller.com. And if you just search for my name, you'll find um, you'll find the story about repurposed hotels. Okay. I mean, we don't, you know, you don't have to travel far for them because, you know, even on the edges of Melbourne, we've got the Lance Mall, which is the, the Lance Mall Mansion Hotel. You know, that a lot of it is held by, uh, you know, has have religious connota- uh, connections as well because that was yeah. that was an old monastery. I think Tony Abbott might have trained there even when the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church built wings in it in the 1920s and things like that. So yeah. if you're looking for a hit of history, jump onto traveller.com and yep. and you'll find you'll find the story still sitting there and that will give you 10 hotels from around the world and a little breakout of five more Australasian hotels with these fascinating pasts. Good story, Belle. So not Thank just you. a co-host but a very very talented and busy travel writer, journalist. Just like we like here on uh, Travel Writers Radio. So it was Blinda Jackson there reporting and her journalism can otherwise be found at globalsalsa.com. Is that right, Belle? That's right. Thank you. This is The Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.